Welcome to the Plexus Podcast. Today, Brad Johnson is joined by Dr. Gary McAllister, Vice President of Academic Affairs of Central Baptist College. So welcome to the Central Baptist College podcast series. Uh, Today, I am so excited to have the Vice President for Academic Affairs, Dr. Gary McAllister. How are you today? Doing great. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Well, we are very excited uh, to have a great conversation and learn learn about your education journey and your journey at Central Baptist. Sounds good. And maybe that's a good place to start. Um, You know, when I talk about... uh, the educational journey of our guests, I always like to start off with mentors. Who, uh-huh. who were the mentors that shaped your, um, your career and your life journey? Uh, that's a good question. The four people immediately come to my mind. Of course, two of them are my mom and dad. And um, I was the first person in my family to go to college. Can you imagine how big a deal that was? Oh my goodness. They were so excited about sending me off to college In fact, they were with me from the get-go to the time I finished my doctorate, and they were there when I walked across the stage. And so, you know, that's a special feeling. They supported me financially all the way, and it was just, it's just great to know that they were behind me and helping me through that whole process. You know, another one would be my wife. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my wife, Mary Ellen. You know, she has encouraged me throughout um, my educational journey. She's even financially supported our family because, you know, while I'm going to school in more of a traditional type format, somebody had to work and pay the bills, and she did that. And um, the thing about it is, is that she sacrificed as well. She put off working on her own education until I finished mine. So appreciate that about her. And then the other, the last one is Dr. Max Terrell. And, um, you know, when I, my family had a dry cleaning business and I decided I wanted to be a teacher. And so I decided I was going to go back to school. So we sold our house, everything that we had, and I went back to school. And the first, one of the first classes that I took was education profession by Dr. Terrell. And uh, I was excited about that because I thought I was going to be able to, to go off and be a teacher and do what I thought God had called me to do. But when I got out there in that first class and went and did some observation work, I figured out, oh my goodness, this is not for me. I'm not meant to be a teacher in public schools. And I was so discouraged. And I remember I was supposed to come back to class the next day and kind of report on my observation. And I skipped the class. I went to the library and said, and I just sat there and I began to think, uh, I was just sort of in a depression. You know, I was thinking, I have moved my family and now I don't want to do this. And I was just kind of in a, in a funk. And then I must have been there about an hour. And then uh, my teacher walks in. His class was over. He walks in the library. He sees me. He makes a beeline for me. And he comes and he sits down and uh, he says, you missed my class. And I said, yeah, I know. I said, I'm a little discouraged. I don't think I'm meant to be a public school teacher. And he said, you're right. You're not. And of course, that kind of shocked me. I couldn't believe he didn't even say that. He said, you're meant to teach on the college level. You know what? And that just opened my eyes to a whole nother prospect. And then, you know, doors opened up and here I am today. That's that's excellent. And, you know, and speaking of first generation students, maybe we can talk a little bit about Central Baptist College. Um, What led you to Central Baptist College? And maybe you can also tie in how does Central Baptist College help um, help help learners in general? But especially if we let's focus on first generation students. Um, for a minute, for a minute, because as you know, and you can attest to, um, you're the first in your family that's going to school. And so what type of support um, does Central Baptist give 
And, and I guess we can start with what led you to Central Baptist? Okay, we'll begin there. That's pretty easy too. Two things, a bike ride and a choir practice. <laughs> you might wonder how those things might come together, but um, I go back to like the eighth grade. I was living in North Little Rock at the time and my friend down the street had gotten a brand new 10 speed bicycle. And so I had bugged my mom and dad until finally they bought me one. And so we decided that we were gonna go on a bike trip. And so where can we go? And we decided that we would ride our bikes to Conway. That's about 35 miles, a pretty good little trip one way. But we decided that we were going to do that, and we did. And I remember as we were riding, I asked him, well, what are we going to do when we get to Conway? He said, well, we're, we're going to go to a place, a place called Central Baptist College. I've heard about it. Let's just ride our bikes there. And so as we were pulling up in the drive in front, uh, I had a flat on, the, on my bike. And so I walked it underneath Williams Hall, which was the men's dorm at the time. And I was sitting there trying to fix it. And the head resident came out and he began to help me fix my tire. Well, this was Jim Courtney. And he was the dean uh, of that residence hall. He was also the chair of the music department. And little did I know that years later, I would be his boss and we'd be working together. So that was kind of fun. I went off, forgot about Central Baptist College. And then many years later, when I was working on my doctorate and getting ready to look for jobs, I happened to go to a choir practice. And the lady in front of me said, hey, have you ever heard about Central Baptist College? I know you're looking for a job. They're looking for a vice president for academic affairs. And then immediately my mind went back to that back ride. I remembered CBC and I thought, yeah, I think I'll apply and I think I'll go to CBC. It's amazing how, you know, how things like that work, you know, almost those meant to be situations, huh? Right. All right. It just seems like that that was God led the way that all was orchestrated. So let's talk a little bit about a couple of your personal and professional goals. You know, when you started at CBC, you know, have, have you met those? And then also, how has your day-to-day -day changed? Oh, boy, my goodness. So, <laughs> so different. Um, I guess my very first goal from the, from the get-go was to be the vice president for academic affairs. But, you know, I told you in, in that choir practice, they had... Uh, she had told me about this opening and I came and I interviewed and I just felt like this is a place I'm supposed to work. This is the role I'm supposed to be in. But about a week later, they called and told me, I'm sorry, we're giving the job to somebody else. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, I just felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. But it was maybe a few weeks later, they called me and they said, hey, we've got an opening for the registrar. Would you like to come do that? And so I said, yes, as long as I can kind of teach some. Well, it wasn't too long after that, that that role for the vice president of academic affairs came open again. I applied, they gave it to someone else. And then the third time it came open, I applied and there was no one else applying. So I got the job and I've been doing it now for like 23 years and um, uh, longest in the history of the college. And I've just thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm so glad I got that opportunity. You know, some of the other things that I you know, you're talking about professional goals. I made a list when I first started as the VP for Academic Affairs, things I wanted to accomplish over a long term, because this was a life commitment and I wanted to get some of these things done. One of them was to get a, a student information system for the college. So I was able to do that within the first year and, um, and we still use it today. I wanted a learning management system. We've had three since then and just really has helped our students to learn. 
you know, back then we were using overhead projectors and chalk. I wanted to improve instructional technology. We've done that. I wanted a program for adults. And so I looked into starting an accelerated adult program. I wanted program accreditation. You know, I wanted to be able to start a teacher education program. We did that. We had just a handful of degrees. I wanted to expand the degrees. We now have over 40. You know, I was interested in distance learning over a decade ago, got approval from higher learning education to do that. I started institutional research because I thought it was important to be able to gather data. And then I started an assessment office here, hired a director of assessment. I wanted to build a culture of assessment and then worked on academic governance structure, uh, creating an academic affairs committee, a faculty council, worked with high schools, getting them on, on board as dual credit partners, and then even started a study abroad program where I took students to Italy and Greece. And so I've done everything on the list except one, and that is to start graduate programs. Well, I think, I think God was testing you, you know, making sure that, hey, you, you stayed patient, with yeah. the job and getting what you what you were looking for, and and then uh, wanted to make sure that you 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 were persistent. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I hope I can finish the course. Well, I'll tell you, you know, when you talk about pace, you know, Central Baptist, you all were really ahead of your time. We really were. We were one of the few in the country that were uh, doing these types of programs, these accelerated programs. We had a partner who helped us, and it, it really uh, it really changed the game for us here at CBC. Well, so what does that look like when you're when you are um, working with adult learners versus traditional learners? What are what are some of those differences and 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 really, I guess um, that that unique day to day um, life, you know, that yeah. really changes how those conversations are, you know, for someone who just came out of high school versus someone who you know you know is my age, almost 50. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a big difference in a traditional student and an adult learner. And one of the big things is just having access. You know, when I went back to college after, you know, I had worked in the family business for a while and decided to go back to college, I immediately realized that I couldn't work and go to school at the same time. There just weren't any programs like that around. You know, my wife had to go to work and try to support us while I was doing that. So that always was in the back of my mind. I wanted to create something that would help people uh, have a family and be able to work and pursue their education at the same time. So, you know, adult learners have these unique challenges and I wanna be able to help them through that process. And I wanted to do it in a way in which it provided flexibility uh, for them to be able to do that, not just simply, um, having the programs at night, but to give them uh, other types of ways in which they could access their uh, classroom, whether it be online, whether it be hybrid, uh, just in-class uh, experience. And so do students have to be in Conway to take the, the courses? Uh, absolutely not. You know, that's the way we started. We started off with a cohort model and everyone would show up the first night and then we would kind of march the program together. Uh, but it's not it's not like that any longer. You know, students can now they can connect from their from their living room, <laughs> you know, to the classroom. Um, so they don't have to be in Conway or come to Conway at all. They can be around the world for that matter, because we have online programs. So we make it very easy for them. Well, and what a what a differentiator for Central yes. Baptist. I mean, that yeah. ability to to allow access to students everywhere. Yes. And, and, and really meet meet students where they are. 
Exactly. Exactly. I think that's really important uh, because they come with all kinds of different needs. You know, um, you talk about meeting students where they are. When we first started, we were just taking students who had had at least 60 hours of credit. So they were more like degree completion students. And so we quickly realized that there were a lot of people out there that didn't have any college credit. And they wanted to come to school, but they couldn't get into our program. So what we did was, is we just knocked down the barrier and said, okay, you can come without any credit at all and get started here at CBC. And then we just moved to make it uh, more flexible by doing away with the cohort system and just letting them start and stop whenever they choose. Yeah, I think that's so great. I mean, the ability to meet students where they are and address, address what students want. Yes. Versus the other way around. I, I, me personally speaking, I think that is such a huge advantage in higher mm -hmm. education and in general. And I think CBC is, it is it, frankly, is far ahead of a lot of other institutions who are juggling the concept of online and meeting students where they are, but they're thinking about it. Right. You know, this is something you've implemented, you're living, you're doing, and you <laughs> have for a long time. Yeah, we've been doing this for a decade, uh, you know, at least uh, online and some of the hybrid things that we're doing, you know, we've been doing it since 2000, uh, meeting adult learners needs, but really for the past decade, we've been extremely flexible. And a lot of, a lot of institutions are just now getting to that point. And part of that is, has caused them to do that is the pandemic. And so they kind of push forward into this digital realm, but we've been doing it for a long time. Well, so how, how would you define student success? Um, well, you know, there are a lot of different ways that you can measure student success. You know, whether if you're an instructor, it might be you're measuring their performance in the classroom. You know, if you're a VP for academic affairs like me, maybe you're, you're looking at graduation rates, making sure they make it to uh, graduation. For others, and maybe in student services, they're looking at are, are the students, you know, making friends, are they integrating into the campus culture? But for me, uh, student success is, when I think about that, it's helping students to get to where they want to go in life. You know, over the years, people have asked me, well, what do you do? And I would say, well, I'm the vice president for academic affairs. And <laughs> they would kind of scratch their head and look puzzled and not really know what in the world that is. <laughs> and so now I've kind of changed what I say. When they ask me what I do now, I tell them, I help people achieve their dreams and do amazing things. You know, and that's really the heart of what I do. When students come in and even as they're beginning college and I'm talking to them about what do you wanna do with your life? You know, what is your dream? Let me help you get there. And then we, we begin to work with them. And then when they leave and they go off and do amazing things like so many of our graduates have, it's, it's, just, a, it's just a neat feeling to know that you help that student succeed in life. And so how, how does CBC engage uh, alumni, community, uh, businesses? How do you make sure that you, you, know, you keep that, um, you know, students, former students, potentially future students engaged on a consistent basis? Um, you know, engagement is really important to CBC. We've really focused on that, particularly in the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, since our president uh, has gotten involved in that, he's really pushed 
for us to become more active in our community. And so you'll find employees involved in civic clubs like Lions Club or Kiwanis Club or Rotary. In fact, we're taking leader, leadership positions in, in those clubs. We have the Chamber of Commerce regularly on our campus. We have internships where our students are going out to various businesses and organizations. You know, we're having events on our campus. Where we're inviting the public in. So we're really engaged in the community as far as our alumni. Um, we engage them through social media. We keep them aware of events and things that are happening on our campus, invite them to events. You know, we have the Alumni Association, which is very actively involved in planning events like homecoming. And then many of them are, uh, of our alumni are, end up working at CBC. They might work as a staff member or they might work as a faculty member. And then as far as business, well, we engage them through corporate partnerships. We work with them directly to try to help their employees to improve and to seek a degree. Uh, we usually seek them out to bring speakers to campus. And then of course we look to them for placement of our interns for internship programs. I'll tell you, there's really no better source of referrals than having you know, someone who works on campus who used to be a student. Yes. Exactly right. You know, that's one of the things that we do. They're kind of homegrown. So we get an opportunity as their students, we, we kind of see uh, the best and the brightest and we're able to bring them on and kind of uh, utilize them uh, and their strengths to help uh, push our institution forward. So uh, now I'm going to have to ask you, so part of this will be podcasts, so it'll be audio, but part of this will also be visual. So where are you right now? Okay. Are you in your office? Yes, I'm in my office. I'm okay. located, located in the Cooper Complex. Uh, so the reason I ask is there's some pictures behind you. You've got some books. Is there anything that you can point out in your office where you go, gosh, I've got a story to tell there? <laughs> well, yes. You know, when students or when people come into my office and they begin to look around, I've got uh, pictures hanging all over the wall. And I tell them that it's an Egypt theme. Well, but really it's a Mary Ellen theme. That's my wife. You can probably see, you can probably see her behind me here. Sure. We, we, we love travel and we've been to 32 different countries. And so uh, we just enjoy immersing ourselves in other countries, uh, cultures, and just, just seeing the world. So how many, uh, how many international students does CBC have? Um, we have oh. anywhere between um, probably 30 or less. I would think usually around 20 to 30 students. Got it. Okay. And from just a variety of different countries. A variety of different countries. Um, they come to us from all over the world. Got it. Okay. What about the athletic programs at CBC? Uh, we have quite a few athletic programs here. I think we have 19 teams. I think the last time I looked at it, 19 teams, and those are spread out across a number of different sports. So you name it, we have it probably other than football. <laughs> we don't have football, but we have just about every other sport. Hey, I, push, I, push for I push for football, <laughs> but the president has just, he's just been reticent about that. So, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a sports guy, so I'd like to get, get that program started, but we're not quite ready for that yet. So who's your favorite football team? Well, you know, I, I love college football and I love the SEC. And so, you know, when, you're in, when you live in the state of Arkansas, uh, there's really only one football team uh, that you kind of follow, and that's the Arkansas Razorbacks. They're the only game in town. Mm -hmm. Well, good. So where do you see Central Baptist? Where do you see the school, the institution in 10 years? You know, 10 years. 
you know, I expect many things to change in 10 years at CBC, but I'm confident that there's one thing that will never change, and that is the integration of Christian faith into academic excellence here at CBC. I mean, that's the foundation of who we are and what we do, and so that's our mission. So I know that won't change, but just looking down the road and trying to figure out what might happen, well, I think traditional uh, enrollment will grow. And the reason I think that is because of the times that we live in. You know, I think students are, will look for and will seek a conservative Christian uh, environment, and they just will be attracted to those values. And I think our enrollment will go, grow as a result. I think we'll see a, a growth in adult students and online learning. We have a really good uh, product that we give, a lot of flexibility. Our problem has been is that we haven't been able to market it as well as we'd like. But I think as students, not only in this area, but around the world, find out about what we do here, I think that PACE, for example, will, will grow significantly. I think uh, we'll begin offering graduate programs you know, maybe an MBA or maybe in the area of Bible or psychology. And, you know, eventually I think we'll become, uh, may change our name. We may become Central Baptist University at some point instead of Central Baptist College. I know there will probably be an expansion of our facilities here, um, maybe an athletic complex, certainly a baseball field, which is what we need right now. Um, and then finally, I would say in 10 years, there's going to be new leadership. You know, in 10 years, uh, I'll be retired <laughs> at that point in time, and probably the president will re be retired. But the great thing is, is that we have a lot of people here and others that I think are going to come in. They're going to build upon our accomplishments, and they're going to be able to take us to that next level. Yeah, that's great. Being able to look forward and being able to hand the baton uh, to others to help them carry on tradition and mission is uh, is, is so critical. Um, so you, you've shared a number of reasons why Central Baptist. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share regarding, hey, this is why Central Baptist College is the place to be? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, what makes us different? Why, why would you come here? Well, I think there are numerous things that come to my mind. You know, it's the small class size, which, you know, we're usually 11 to 1, 12 to 1, somewhere along in there. It's the Christian environment, which I think is attractive. It's the outstanding facilities that we have. I mean, you walk in our classrooms and um, you, you find owls, you find uh, projectors, you find all kinds of, uh, the, just the facilities are really nice in general. They're new. Uh, you'll find the quality of instruction to be great here. I mean, we have like our business department, for example, was second in the state in the governor's cup. You know, we have flexible instruction. So students can come in a traditional format you know, they can, uh, they can take classes online, they can connect remotely and be a hybrid student, uh, or they can just come in an accelerated format and go one class uh, every, come one night a week for five weeks. You know, they can do all those different things. It's the family atmosphere, I think is great because it's very personable. In fact, I tell people, you know, if there's one word that I could describe CBC as, it's the word is family. I think there are personal relationships that you can build here with students and with faculty. You know, we're all these things and we are so much more. You know, if I could just boil it down into three things, I think I could say it in six words and that would be glorify God, know God, love God. You know, these things describe what we do, 
why we exist and why we're different. We teach students to glorify God, to know him and to love him. So that's why students should come to CBC. Well, excellent. Well, Dr. Gary McAllister, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. Same here. Thank you so much for having me. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information on Plexus, you can visit us at plexus.com forward slash solutions. That's P-L-E-X-U-S-S.com forward slash solutions. Or you can email us at podcast at plexus.com.